embrace the tranquility of Ocean Isle Beach. As the crowds ebb away, the true essence of this coastal haven comes alive. Stroll along the quiet shoreline, collect seashells with loved ones, and savor the calm that only the off-season can bring. Discover cozy cafes, enjoy unhurried walks, and relish the beauty of nature's canvas. Ocean Isle Beach, where serenity and connection flourish. Your stay awaits at OceanIsleStyle.com. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. Welcome. Hey, y'all. This is Bishop Foreman. Listen, it has been so long since I've done a Bishop Kevin Foreman leadership podcast. And we love people. And you know we love life. Love life. Love God. And we love people. And you know we love life. It's been too long. I shouldn't have left you without a deaf podcast to step to. Uh, that's a little line from a rap song that I borrowed. But nonetheless, I'm super uber excited to be sharing with you today. The whole purpose of the Mr. Kevin Foreman Leadership Podcast is to help leaders go further, faster. This is really birthed out of uh, one of the things that we do in our Harvest Leadership Network, which is all about empowering leaders to seize the harvest and change the regions that they are in. I want to encourage you, if you're not connected, get connected and text the word harvest to 55498. Now, if you've been around for a while, um, you know that we used to have a longer toll-free number where you could text to connect. We simplified that to just one number that you text. Text harvest to 55498. A few things you can do. One, you can join the Harvest Leadership Network. As the time of this podcast, it is totally free to join and be a part of this amazing network of leaders that are gathered together from across America and around the world and be a part of that. Number two, you can also get the Harvest mobile app. Our app is literally going through an upgrade. You're going to love it. So many great features and resources to help speak life into your life. That's really the heart of my desire and my assignment in life is to make sure that I am using my life to change the lives of other people. And so I trust that you've been blessed, trust that you've been benefited by your connection and by the podcast and the other things that we do. I want to also encourage you in this regard too. Um, that I still do because I love doing it one on one sessions uh, with leaders, executives, etc. You can find out more about that in our app and our website. And when you text Harvest to 55498, if you enter the option for Bishop, you can uh, schedule a session that way too. So it's all automated and I still do those one on ones. And so many people ask about that. Many people say, Bishop, I want you to mentor me. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. We have the systems in place to help do that and do that in a very efficient way. Listen, even Siri wants to jump in on it and be a part of that conversation. Listen, today's leadership talk is going to be amazing. As you know, the goal of the leadership talks is to cut the fat, get right to the meat, to give you some practical, pragmatic tools that you can use to enhance your leadership in the seven areas of society, arts and entertainment, business, education, family, government, media, and of course, church or spirituality. If you're a leader in one of those spheres of society or culture, this podcast is going to speak life into your life and into your leadership. Listen, leadership can be a lonely, frustrating, aggravating journey. And what I want to do is come alongside you, speak life into you, give you resources, give you tools to help you navigate this leadership journey. Much of what I will share with you 
It will be lessons that are not only biblical, but lessons that I have learned along the way. Listen, I started my first business when I was 12. By the time I was 21, I built Denver's largest real estate finance brokerage owned by an African-American to my knowledge. And uh, God has been good. But I look at my life this way. I am just getting started. And for every leader, I don't care if you're in your 20s or you're in your 80s. Guess what? Take on the same mentality that a man named Caleb in the Bible did. Caleb's mentality was, I am just getting started. Literally, as Caleb was in his 80s, they were saying to him, you know, you kind of, you kind of, you know, you kind of up there. And Caleb was like, listen, I am just as strong today as I was back then. So whenever and wherever you are at as a leader, always see yourself as just getting started. I want to talk today about how do you pick a winning team? How do you pick a winning team? Um, anybody that wants to get something done quickly is going to have to have a team. And in today's culture where staffing and personnel issues is a challenge for many companies, for many organizations, many churches, many businesses, I want to give you some things to help you to pick a winning circle. All right, so let's pray. Father, we bless you, we honor you. Give us the wisdom, the fortitude, the insight, the knowledge, God, that only you can give. I pray, God, that this information would not just be information, but it would become revelation from every leader that is watching me right now. And I pray that they are history-making, world-changing, line-crossing, boundary-breaking leader, and that they would excel this year in everything that they do. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So listen, when you look at the concept of how do you pick a winning team, the first thing you've got to do is identify um, three basic personality types as it relates to people and your connection with people, all right? Um, so in that, I've taught on these uh, in a multitude of ways, but I want to focus on them from a leadership perspective and a leadership podcast. Milk, wine, or poison? Milk, wine, or poison? Those are the three basic relationship and interaction types and personality types as it relates to people. See, the way a person is decides how a relationship goes. So if a person is a milk person, the relationship is gonna be milk. If they're a wine person, the relationship is gonna be wine. If they are a poisonous person, the relationship, the interaction, them as an employee, then as a team member, whatever that might be, it is gonna be poison. So when you look at this, there's some basic facts about milk that I wanna give you. Number one, milk is for infants. When you have a company or a business or an organization that's in its infancy stages, sometimes you will be able to tolerate milk people. But as you begin to mature, as you begin to grow, as your organization begins to grow, milk people, you will discover milk isn't really for adults. So the Apostle Paul teaches in 1 Corinthians 15 that these uh, natural things teach us spiritual principles. And so we're going to use milk and make that uh, an analogy to compare people and personality types and relationship types. All right, milk really isn't for adults. In fact, the only way many adults have been able to consume milk is because there's actually a mutation in the DNA that allows adults to consume milk, got it? So this means that as you mature, grow, develop as a leader, milk people just don't work for you. Why? Because milk spoils over time. Spoils means it was great for a while, but it has a shelf life. Whenever you are building a team, you have to be careful because you milk people will only do well for a short um, amount of time. Now, when can this be beneficial to you as a leader? If you have a short-term project or you have a task, milk people are great people for tasks. They're great people for short-term projects. These are not people that you bring into your organization 
or your business or whatever you're leading with the intention that they're gonna last long, right? So let's just say you're, you're a music department leader. You're a music department leader. A milk person is somebody that comes in to do a once, once a month choir type situation. And they're not gonna be good beyond that. Why? Because they spoil over time. If you are a business owner, a milk person might be a person that's a contractor and they've got very specific things you need them to do. One, two, three. You do not want this type of person to be part of your organization long time. Why? Long term. Why? Because they spoil. And when milk spoils, what happens? It dirties up the fridge, which means when you've got a milk person and anything you're leading, they begin to dirty up other things. They begin to affect other people. If you've ever opened a fridge where there's spoiled milk, you smelled it and then everything's got a stench of that spoiled milk on it. The easiest way to tell if milk is spoiled is by checking for changes in consistency. Some people will start out with you well, but then their consistency will begin to break. They'll start out doing a great job and then they become undependable. They become slow to do things, slow to get things done, all right? Um, things that they're supposed to get done, things that they know they're supposed to get done, it takes them a long time. That is a milk person. You check for consistency. Number two, you check for discoloration. They don't look the same. What I mean by that, they don't look the same when they're doing their work. They used to have joy, now they don't. They used to have passion, now they don't. They used to be focused, now they aren't. They used to uh, invite people to be a part of your organization, now they don't. This means that they have begun to discolor. Then in addition to that, milk, when it spoils, it has an unclean, sour smell. So as I already made reference to, this unclean thing means that they literally begin to negatively affect other people in your organization. If you're a pastor, they affect negative people, or, or people rather, in a negative way in your church. If you are a business owner, they affect your customers because they have a negative attitude. I cannot tell you the number of businesses that I have discontinued business with, not because of an issue with the owner, not because of an issue with the management or the leadership, but because they had a milk person that they put to interact with their people. Listen, never put milk people to interact with your people. Never let milk people manage your people. Because what's gonna happen is they're gonna spoil and they're gonna spoil on your people, but now your people will have a negative view of your organization that has nothing to do with you. Now, don't freak out over it and be so worried and stressed out about it, because guess what? There's a spiritual principle here that makes it clear. People are gonna do what they want to do. So whether you got a milk person or a great person, somebody that just doesn't wanna be a part, that doesn't wanna do right, or doesn't wanna do a good job, they're not gonna do it. But from a leadership standpoint, always be mindful that you never set milk over anything and you never let milk have interaction externally with people, okay? The other thing that milk has is a sour smell. Spoiled milk has a sour smell. This means their attitude is off. This means that um, you can pick it up in their email. You can pick it up in how they talk. You can pick it up in their text messages. You can pick up an attitude without ever having to interact with someone. So when you're picking the winning team, you make sure you're not dealing with milk. And remember, sometimes these people are great for short-term task-based things, but you cannot deal with milk long-term. The other thing, when you're dealing with milk people, you don't want these people in key seats of leadership or key seats of influence because everything you pour into them will be wasted. It will be wasted. You're gonna to have to keep having the same conversations with them over and over and over and over again. And the danger of this is consumed milk, when you consume spoiled milk, 
um, if it's spoiled. Uh, check this out. Number one, it results naturally in stomach pain. What does this mean? You can't consume anything new because of the toxicity of the spoiled milk. Let me say it another way. You can't consume anything new because of the pain of something old. How do you know you're dealing with a milk person? One, everything you pour into them, it seems like it's a total waste. But number two, as a leader, you can't move on to something new because, watch me, there's always a pain from something old. You're trying to move on, let's move to the next phase, and they're still stuck on phase one. As a leader, part of your assignment is to see beyond those that you lead. Milk people will have you to keep coming back to square one over and over again because they don't have the capacity to get better. They're milk, okay? Now, milk serves its purpose, but you wanna make sure that you don't expect something out of milk you can't give. Next thing that happens when you consume spoiled milk um, is you get nausea. Nausea is when you desire to throw something up. Now, I know that's kind of gross, but listen, this is when you desire to throw something up. When you are dealing with milk people, everything you give to them, they don't have the ability to keep it down. They don't have the ability to keep it down. When you deal with them, it's almost as if you was, oh God, I wish I didn't have to deal with this person. As a leader, that is telling you that is a milk person. You do not want people on your team that you wish you didn't have to deal with. You don't want that. Think about the torture you're doing to yourself as a leader. You're the leader. You don't have to deal with what people are serving you. If you order steaks, you don't have to take cheeseburgers just because that's all they're willing to produce. Next, what happens when you consume spoiled milk? You can vomit. What does this mean? And I know that's kind of gross, but again, 1 Corinthians 15, natural principles teach us, or natural images teach us spiritual principles. All right, um, literally, this means that whatever goes down comes up. Said that way. They have an uncontrolled flow. When you're dealing with a milk person, they talk too much. They say stuff that has nothing to do with what you're dealing with. They're bringing up issues in meetings that have nothing to do with it. They're always distracted by things that have nothing to do with them. The issues they bring up are issues that are not important to you as a leader because, watch me, when you, you're dealing with a milk person. Okay. Another thing that happens when you consume spoiled milk is that, yeah, I know this is gross, diarrhea. What does this mean in the leadership context? These are people who create messes and they have no progress. Mess with no progress. A milk person is always starting something. There's always some mess. They always got an issue pointing fingers at this person, pointing fingers at this department. Why didn't this person do this? Why didn't this person do this? Here are my list of complaints. Here are my list of issues. But they have no progress themselves. What you gave them to do, they did not build, they did not accomplish, they did not do anything. They always have mess with no progress. And finally, when you consume spoiled milk, um, you can get food poisoning. You get food poisoning, which means when you consume spoiled milk, it can shift from milk to poison. That's the second personality type, relationship type, team member type we wanna talk about, all right? What does this mean? Poison can cause death, injury or harm, usually by a chemical reaction when an organism absorbs a sufficient quantity, either acute or chronically. Let's break this down. When you're dealing with people that are poisonous to your team, they kill things. They literally become the end. You have this great vision and now you gave it to them, it's dead. Make sure as a leader that you don't have people who want to abort everything you are trying to accelerate around you. 
When you give it to them, it doesn't live and dies. That's a poisonous person. Get them off your team. Well, basically, how can we use poisonous people and what we're doing as a leader? To be honest with you, you can. You can. Because poison, watch me, you can't control what happens to poison once it's in, what happens from poison once it's ingested. You can't control what happens from poison once it's ingested. Galatians 5, 9 says this, a little leaven leavens the whole lump, which means you may think, oh no, I only have them doing this one thing. But what you didn't see was a private conversation they were having with other people stirring up mess in your organization, stirring up mess in what you're leading, okay? So they, they yes, injury. They will create problems for other people. They will run people away from your organization or your business or whatever you're leading, and then they'll disappear. They'll tear it up and then run away because they create injury or harm. Death, injury, or harm. That's what poisonous people do. Now, it's from a chemical reaction. This is good. This means that poison, the effects of poison are seen when you try to integrate them into anything. So when you try to bring them into anything, it's a negative chemical reaction. For some people, it's best that you leave them on the sidelines. Come on, leaders. That Somebody ought to tweet me that. Somebody ought to Instagram me that. For some people, it's best you leave them on the sidelines. Stop thinking that you have to pull everybody in to be a part. Some people you need to leave on the sidelines. Because watch me. If you don't see their poison, poisonous nature, maybe God sees their poisonous nature and, he, and leave them on the sidelines. There's some people, they're like, oh, you'd really be great at this. I don't know. Let me think about it. I don't know. Let me think about it. Maybe they're telling you, in, without saying so, that they know they're poisonous. Okay? Maybe their resistance is really an indication of the fact um, that they are poisonous. Right? Now, it causes death, poisonous person, death, injury, harm, through chemical reaction. When an organism, in this case, it'd be your business, you, whatever you're leading, whatever you're over, that's the organism, and the organization absorbs a sufficient quantity. Now, this happens either in an acute way or a chronic way. Pay attention. Acute means it happens real fast, right? There's some things you can take right away and you instantly see this is poison. Here's the worst type where it's a little bit over time. Then what happens is this little bit over time begins to negatively affect you, your organization, which is an organism, which means it's living. Every organism, every organization is an organi organism, excuse me, because it's living, all right? Poison might be pleasurable at first. In other words, you might not recognize what it is. Like, oh, this is good, this is fine, all right? But guess what? But back to Galatians 5, 9, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. You can't control what it does when it's ingested. You can't control what it does when it's ingested. If you watch me, a little bit may seem like it's no big deal, but you can't control what it does with it when it's ingested. I think about washing your clothes. You ever wash your clothes and little bleach got in there? And that little bleach ended up staining several different garments. And what's always interesting to me is I'm like, it's it stains different places. Like on one it may stain the, the sleeve, on another it may stain right here, another one may just have a couple dots, and then some things don't get touched. That's the same way poison works. You can't control what happens when you release it. When you see poisonous people in your organization, which is an organism, sideline them. Watch me, restrict what they do. Do not, do not allow them to poison your organization. Now I hear some leaders saying, well, Bishop, how much counseling or how much talking do you do to people who are milk or poison? 
Well, the reality is this, is you have to determine whether or not addressing those issues and trying to resolve those issues, number one, is gonna help you advance what you're doing. Let me talk from a pastoral standpoint. Pastor, it doesn't matter how much you talk to some people, they're never gonna change. Executives, it doesn't matter how much you bring certain people in and have meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting, some people are not going to change. So you have to look at this, Luke 13, 6. It gives us a, a uh, sort of a guideline, not really sort of, it really gives us a guideline. I'm gonna pull it up, I'm gonna read to you Luke 13, 6. Because it talks in, in not just verse six, uh, verses six through nine. It gives us a principle. Uh, NIV says, then he told this parable, a man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard when he went to look for fruit on it, but didn't find any. Translation, milk for poison. He said to the man who took care of the vineyard for three years now, I've been looking for fruit on you and I haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should you take up the soil? Verse eight, sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year. I'll dig around it. I'll fertilize it. If it bears fruit, fine. If not, cut it down. So there's a biblical pattern there that says, um, if there's been some progress, it might be worth conversation. But if there's been no progress, why are you fooling with it? Why are you even wasting time? Why are you even doing that? Because what it will do to you as a leader is distract you from the main thing. Which brings me to the final type of person when you're picking a winning team, wine people. And I pray every leader has wine people around them. What is wine? Wine gets better over time. What's interesting is wine is sweet, but it has some bitter notes. Which means these people um, are not perfect, but you can see progress over time. Again, going back to Luke 13. I can see progress. I can see that when I addressed this issue, they got better. I can see that when we talked about this, they got better. I can see that when we said do it this way, they've been doing it that way. I've not had to readdress that issue. When you think about wine, wine grows in, uh, grapes grow in vineyards. Those, uh, the grapes have to be harvested and then brought in, taken to the wine press. This means to get wine, you actually need carpentry. You need infrastructure. You need to build. So to have wine people, this means it's gonna take some time to build. You can't be angry with people, leader, if you've never trained. Don't be angry if you've never trained. You cannot anticipate and expect what you did not articulate. You can't anticipate what you did not articulate. You cannot be mad if people aren't producing what you never told them you wanted them to produce. But once you've been clear, we have to have progress, okay? Um, these people aren't perfect, but you can see progress and they're not poisonous. They are not poisonous. So I'm gonna do a part two of this to help you now that I've given you some things to think about. And I wanna give you some homework, here's your homework. Everybody that you lead, everybody that you have responsibility for, what have you, I want you to write your names down. And I want you to create three boxes, wine, milk, or poison. And then I want you to be brutally honest with yourself and brutally honest with them. Then for part two of this podcast, we're gonna talk about what do you do? How do you go into the practical steps of picking, training, developing the right team so you can see great results. Father, I thank you for the time today. Thank you for this amazing world-changing leader. I pray that they would take what they've learned today and that they would use it in their lives, in their leadership. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, guys, these podcasts are brought to you because of the faithful giving of the people of Harvest. I want to encourage you to bless what blesses you. So into this today, maybe it's 50, um, maybe it's 100, maybe it's 1,000. 
Um, I want to encourage you to sow into this podcast if it is spoken life into you. How do you sow? Number one, you can text the amount to 84321. You'll follow, click the link, follow the prompts, you'll enter Harvest Church. When you see this Harvest V, that is where you want to be. If you don't see the V, that's not where you want to be. All right, you can also use Cash App, dollar sign Bishop Foreman with the number two at the end. You can mail it in. Some of you still like to mail checks and money orders. You can mail it in the PO Box 44. 1004 Aurora, Colorado, 844. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Giblify. All of that's available. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church. And of course, you've got our website, harvestchurch.church. And you can also give through our app. But everybody who has received any nugget of wisdom to help you in your leadership, sow into this. I pray that God can speak to you about what you would sow and be a blessing. Always bless what blesses you. Until part two, go do your homework because you're going to need it for part two. Love you. And we love people. And you know we love life. Love life. Love God. And we love people. And you know we love life. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you to the women and men serving our armed forces and to our military veterans and their families. I'm Matt Tate, CEO of Mantech. For more than 50 years, we've supported our government in keeping our country safe. We couldn't do it without the thousands of veterans who work at Mantech securing the future of our nation and everything from cyber and AI to enterprise IT and high-end engineering. Visit us at wearemantech.com. To all veterans and active military personnel, Mantech says thank you.